En JCPenney sabemos que nos extrañas y nosotros te extrañamos aún más. ¿Pero qué pasa si te decimos que tenemos una tienda abierta todo el día, todos los días? ¡La tenemos! En jcp.com o en el app de JCPenney. ¿Quieres un traje de baño? ¡Lo tenemos! ¿Algo para estrenar este verano? ¡También! ¿Marcas exclusivas y tus marcas nacionales favoritas? ¡También! Visita nuestra página para los más recientes cupones y aprovecha envío estándar gratis en compras de 49 dólares o más. JCPenney. Apliquen exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Dave. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I'm Tony Pervenanzi. Uh, we are brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. Today, we're at a nice little brewery in... Uh, what would this be, guys? This would be, uh, like, the North Loop yeah, of Minneapolis? So, Loop. No, this is the Warehouse District. Or the Warehouse District. Same. But the, okay. North, the neighborhood is now officially the North Loop. Okay. Uh, inbound, inbound Brewing Company. Um, they have allowed us to come out here and do our podcast. And we have a special guest on right at the top of the show. Caitlin is the marketing manager. Sure thing. Okay. And so, uh, Caitlin, can you give us a little bit of a, like a history of this place? Like how it came about, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Inbound has been open for about three and a half years. We opened in April of 2016. And the building that we're in is an enormous old recycle sorting facility. So you can still see some of the signs painted on the wall and, like, the tracks in the flooring here. Okay. Uh, and it definitely took a lot of TLC to convert it for a while. It was dirt floors, and we didn't know that all this beautiful concrete was underneath <laughs> it. Um, so that was, you know, a pleasant surprise at a certain point. Um, and... We are known for having a lot of really great events, live music on the weekends. Um, we close down the road a couple times a year and throw like big parties on the road. Nice. Uh, really good neighborhood to be in. There's a few other breweries around here, so it's a good spot to come and brewery hop and try out a few different places right off the light rail, which means you can get here before a game, too. And so you're right down the street from uh, Target Field. Yes. So we get a lot of Twins fans in here, okay. and we'll open up early for the day games and bring people in to watch the game or come in before or after and in the past when the twins weren't doing so hot it was a really good excuse to leave a few innings in not anymore not anymore no, no. and uh, you guys have of course food trucks on the weekends and during yeah. the week yeah we have food trucks every single day unless okay. um you know the weather makes it dangerous to get here but always a good good way to get dinner get lunch on the weekends and it's usually rotating so you can try something new awesome and this uh, inbound is dog friendly Yes, we've always been dog-friendly, and now it's officially in the city of Minneapolis, so uh, tap rooms have that option to get that ordinance. Okay. Uh, so we'll have dog events in here in October. We have an event called Barktoberfest. I was actually here for that. Oh, Last man. Last time I was here, it's just right back there. Yeah, lots dog of dogs in costumes. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's great. It's it, a treat. It was on a uh, Viking Sunday, actually, so there was a lot of uh, Viking outfits and stuff like that, so it was really cute to see. Oh, yeah. And we love getting to meet all the dogs, and we have a few regular dogs as well as regular people. Okay. Um, so you guys are dog-friendly. Of course, you're kid-friendly as well. Yes, we're under 21-friendly until 9 p.m. Okay. 
Uh, one of our things in this podcast, we usually always have a dog barking or a kid screaming or crying in this podcast. So, yeah. well, hopefully not today. Well, no, that's we like that. <laughs> we actually like. Yeah, that. you know, it oh, adds yeah. it adds to the ambiance yes. of yeah. what yeah. we do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, tell us about some of the beers here. I mean, you brought out uh, some four packs of Laser Loom. Yes. Um, so we have a huge rotating list of beers. We have thirty-two taps. Not always necessarily 32 beers on tap, but pretty strong rotation. Uh, we've been canning for about a year and a half, I want to say now. It's been quite a wild ride. So we have a few core beers that we put in cans, and this Laser Loon Kolsch is one of them. Okay. Um, it's, you know, like a lawnmower or a snowblower beer. Yeah, yeah. Super easy to drink. Oh, yes. Uh, have it all summer on the lake, and then all winter on the lake when you're ice fishing, mm-hmm. too. And it fits in really well with you all with the loon on... The loon thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so all of our cans are designed by a local artist, um, okay. aesthetic apparatus, who does amazing work. And on tap, so we have a, our canned beers usually always on tap, unless they're seasonals, and then we have a whole bunch of other things going on. Later this month, we're coming out with Hallucidation, which is a beer-wine hybrid. Oh. So we brew the wort as a, as a Belgian, and then it, when the beer is fermenting, we put in grape must, which is like just grape juice from sure. a local winery, um, and then that shoots the alcohol percent up to about fourteen like percent. Holy jeez! And it makes it like sweet and oh. goes down really easy, and it's fantastic. So that's always the weekend before Thanksgiving. We're okay. gonna tap a vertical of it this year, five years running of it. Wow! It's gonna be fantastic. Wow! Uh, so bunch of weird stuff, bunch of funky stuff, bunch of traditional. We have hazy IPAs. We have Vienna Lager. Sure bunch of different stuff and uh so your cans are available pretty much around the twin cities or yeah so you can find us in most metro area liquor stores some um going outside the metro area too we're getting up northwest a little bit and a couple places a little bit further south some keg accounts too in further outstate minnesota and there's a beer finder on our website so whenever you want to drink a laser loon you can find it at inboundbrew.com beer finder um dave you have any questions yeah, so is the canning done right here in this space? Yes, or? so we're completely production brewery and tap room. Everything happens in here. So just on the other side of the fence in the tap room here um, is all of our brewing equipment and then a big old canning line in the back too. So if you come in the earlier in the day on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, you'll hear that like nice white noise of the canning machine going. Yeah, so you said that was that about a, how long have you been canning them here? So we started that in February of... 2018. Okay. Yeah, the the first time I made it down here was more than a couple years ago now, and uh, I actually, I think it was a Groupon or something, I had the chance to take a quick little tour of the, yeah. uh, the area, so that was great, And uh, but obviously I didn't see that at that time, so that's not, you yeah, still give tours uh, if people are interested in something like that? Yes, we sell our tours um, through Groupon, and okay. then um, sometimes we'll give them away as donations at like charitable silent auction type events. Um, but people can purchase those through Groupon and then sign up via the link that they get from Groupon and come in for a weekend and drink a bunch of beers and see how see how it's made and you get to talk to some really passionate people. Exactly. It's a good time. Yeah, from somebody who's actually had the tour, I'd absolutely recommend coming down here to do that. So, how do you guys come up with the names? Is it the brew, <laughs> brewmaster that does it, or is it a collective effort, or...? Um, it usually the names are created after a few beers have been had and some dad jokes have been made. <laughs> uh, the way it should be. 
And sometimes there's some purpose behind it. So like Laser Loon, um, with the Kolsch style being really light and easy drinker, we wanted to evoke that like sense of being outside, those, like having a lawnmower here, something you can drink responsibly as a passenger on the boat, but not right. as the driver. Uh, so we knew we wanted to evoke something with lake imagery, but we didn't want to make it specific just to summer. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also ones like Fruit of the Loop, which is like a triple entendre of being in the North Loop. And it's a citrusy IPA, and it is reminiscent of Fruit of the Loom <laughs> and Fruit Loops. Uh, so there's a lot okay. of right, a lot See, of puns in play there. That, I, that I've was had, a dad joke. Yeah, I've had that one, and I just assumed it was just Fruit Loops. But I like the fact that it's a Fruit of the Loom thing, too. That's interesting. <laughs> nice. so now, big question is, with this being Laser Loom, are you guys going to find some way to get it into Allianz Field? Um, it It is on the table as something we would love to do. Yes, yes. Yeah. It would we would be love a good to see, thing. We would love yeah, to see it out there. Yes. Yes. And Allianz has a lot of great beers available and a lot of good food. So it would, we would be in good company if we were mm-hmm. there. It happens to be one of my favorite beers, actually. Oh, good. I, I usually have that at all times at my house, most part. Yeah. It's yeah. a staple in any beer fridge. It's Yeah, I'm having it right now. It's really good. Um, like I said, I'd love to see it at Allianz. I know we were at uh, Lupulin yep. up in Big Lake. They're out at Allianz Field, mm-hmm. which I found, like, shocking that a Big Lake brewery would be in Allianz Field, and they do well with that. Mm-hmm. And I know Allianz has talked about doing some rotating in and out of things, so... Hopefully one of these years we go out there and we see Laser Loon out there. Yeah, and they, they yeah. certainly have the taps to do it at uh, yeah, Allianz. They do. Yeah. yeah. So, so see it. I, I'm ashamed to say I haven't tried it yet because there's actually so many good beers on tap, like you mentioned. I <laughs> just, uh, just haven't got to that one yet. Yeah. We and still so, have time. Okay. And so I'm drinking the the uh, Hazy... Hazy Shades? Hazy Shades, yes. And I saw this on Instagram. Uh, and... It, I love New England IPAs. I, I never used to be a big IPA fan at all, and suddenly these New England ones are popping up. These, this one's fantastic. It's very good. Yeah, that's a fairly new release of ours um, that came out this fall, and it has really taken off, and, which is exciting. And you know, yeah. it's always good to make something that the market responds really well to, and that people can appreciate, and that you can buy a four pack and. Yeah. And I, I like the branding. I'm staring out the window at the branding right now, which kind of makes me feel bad that I couldn't remember the name, seeing that it's right in front of me. But I, I love your guys' branding. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's eye-catching. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, we're lucky to work with a, a really fantastic artist who just kind of yeah. gets us and does some really different, unique, eye-catching work. It's not typical product branding and yeah. people really like that. Does the artist do other branding or do they just do branding for you guys? Oh no, he's um has a whole whole poster shop. He does a okay. lot of band art. He does commercial stuff. Cool. So definitely would recommend checking him out. He's in Minneapolis and the shop is open from yeah. at times so you can go in there and get some really awesome prints. Cool. Alright, is there anybody Caitlin you want to give a shout out to? Anything you want to tell us any events coming up here that you want to tell us about yeah um every sunday through the end of the year we're having a maker series here in the tap room so we're featuring one local maker mm-hmm. each each week so today we have wondrous crane ceramics in and then throughout the month we're going to have uh, a children's book we'll have a succulent make and take event and a local baker 
I'm wearing a pin from Small Batch Craft Pins. So they do craft beer in Minnesota enamel pins. Oh, cool. Um, love some jewelry in here too so really good excuse to get out of the house on a Sunday but also to get some of your Christmas shopping done. So when is that succulent event because my sister-in-law is big into succulents and she wants to go to a brewery and make one. Well that's perfect it's <laughs> November 24th oh, I'll tell and there will that. be baked goods that day so. Baked goods as well? Yes. Oh then she's going to be here for she has sure. To. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so Caitlin I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah thanks I want so to thank Inbound again for having us out here. Um, and again, it's been great uh, hearing about Inbound and how you guys have come to be and all that good stuff. So thank I, you once again. I've got one more question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Your favorite beer that you guys have made at, at any any point? Conifer Crush. By far, hands down. It's my favorite. Okay. Um, it's an IPA. We released it in Cannes this year at our anniversary. It has a Sasquatch on the label, which is fantastic. Um, and it's just an awesome straightforward IPA with like great piney flavors and that's the type of beer that got me into craft beer. Nice. Cool. Nice. Very cool. Thank you guys. Thank you Caitlin. Yeah, yeah thank you. So we're going to do some switching of uh, some microphones here. Dave's going to switch to his own mic and uh, we have oh well now he's wandering around the uh, the brewery. Yes. We have another special guest on today, guys. Very special. Very special. Well, maybe not as special as Caitlin, but... You know, we haven't had this guy on for... It's been about a year. And we talk about him almost we every episode. We talk about him every episode, every episode. So it's only fitting that he's here. Yeah, it's so. actually pretty impressive how we managed to fit him in every episode. Yeah, we do. Somehow. John Andrewski is here. Hello again. Hi, Hello John. Again. Yeah. I'm not special, but thank you for well, you are. Me. You are special. Though. You're special in our eyes. My yeah. mom thinks I'm special, but that's about... My mom she should. <laughs> If she doesn't, there's there's a problem there. So once again, guys, uh, it was great having Caitlin on talk about uh, inbound brewing. And again, I want to thank Emily. Uh, I think the taproom manager. She's the one I contacted first. So thank her and everybody at inbound. It's, again, I'll say this. I'm going to say this. Every podcast we do at a brewery, we have yet to run into a brewery that hasn't pretty much welcomed us, except for yeah. one. But uh, they ghosted us, so they didn't right. really say no. But uh, every brewery's been great. Again, this place... Has been great. So I I, I I kind of bring this up a lot at some of the breweries we go to, but I, when I talk about the space, I just mean what it feels like in here, what it looks like, mm-hmm. and I, I just this is up there, way up there on the top of my list as far as just the space and kind of the vibe that you get yeah, from yeah. being in here. It's absolutely yeah. one to check out. Yeah, you know, and I just realized the question I don't think we asked was their capacity. Yeah, we didn't ask that because it'd be interesting to know because they are available pretty much everywhere I've been to. Yeah, well, not um, you know it's funny up by my area in Otsego, I don't see them anywhere. Okay, so not that far out yet. I don't. So think. maybe the I think it's the ring, you know, the four ninety four, six ninety four ring type of deal. Second ring or the third ring? Yeah. yeah. So we got some loon stuff to talk about, guys. Um, we have a shake up in the front office. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to that. Uh, we have so the DQ situation, of course, is ever-flowing. You know, and it's one of those things that transparency, man. Yeah. Transparency from our FO sucks. Yeah, it it's, it's kind of always been that way. It's always yeah. been that way. So we got that to talk about. We're going to talk a little MLS playoffs. The final is today. Right. Seattle versus uh, Toronto. A big... Yeah, yeah. 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 So let's get into the Loons uh, front office shakeup. Uh, they came out with a. We knew there was a shakeup happening, but now they officially came out and said um, 
Manny is going to be more of the young kids academy type of guy. He's going to focus on yeah, that. Yeah, and it, does anyone have his official title? They released it, and I forgot what it was. Uh, I think yeah. I think I think his title is going to be going forward is going to be called the Chief Soccer Officer. Yes, yeah. So and I was like, officer. what the hell is? It's a CSO. CSO, and you know, I I think it's one of those things, and a lot of people run into this. It's call call him what you want. It's right, just yeah. a title. I don't think you can read into that specific name or title too much. Yeah, they um, just they shifted you know the front office around a little bit, and um, you know we. You can talk about. We could talk about maybe why we think they did that. Um, I guess I could go first. I want. I look at this as kind of a reward for Heath, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, I think he was successful in his three-year plan. Well, obviously it was. The, the goal was to make the playoffs by the third season. They did that, and I. I think this is. I think ownership is is in a way rewarding Heath because of that. Right. Yeah. That's and and Watson as well because Watson moves up into. Well, a technical, he's technical director now. Yeah, uh, and it, considering it, he's kind of like he's kind of like uh, stumbled up the ladder. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like I stole that from somebody on Twitter. Um, it's it's interesting because he's he's kind of just moved up the chain yeah. in in Major League Soccer, and uh, but obviously he trusts him. Yeah, I mean. That's, I think that's why he has this position now, is I think him and Heath are going to kind of like be the tag team of right. kind of the pretty much the starting lineup and all the kind of the first team. And I think it's interesting because I read, I think it was Jeff Reuter's article that said as technical director, he's actually going to report to Heath. Yeah. Which is weird to me. I feel like they should be kind of parallel... But auto- and autonomous, not really I, the same. I get the feeling. I said I said this on text. I get the feeling that Manny Manny's position. Yes, that's the position title that he's the head guy. Right. But he's not really the head guy when it comes to the first team anymore. Well, I, I'd like to think that Manny is slowly being phased out. Yeah, exactly. I. I've always, I mean, everybody who listens to us since the beginning knows that I've railed on Manny. We've all railed on Manny. Yeah. So I, I was ecstatic when I saw that he was being shifted because, mm-hmm. to me, as as Dave said, it, it looks like it's uh, Adrian apparently has done better at recognizing talent, maybe. Oh yeah. And and I've always kind of argued that there's a chance that a lot of the first couple years had nothing to do with Adrian. Yeah. And John's trying to suggest that he also said that. Yeah, yeah. Which he has. And, I've, I've know, heard and, him say that. And just to, just to clean, so we, we, we'll have to get into Heath a little bit more and as far as what his new roles and duties would do, but I, I also should mention that uh, head athletic trainer Stacy Harden is actually now going to be named the yeah, senior, that's really cool. senior director of player health and performance. So we won't so. see her on the field anymore? I, she, I, I think she is still. Yeah, I think it says that that's still her. Yeah, yeah. It just I think she's getting a, a bump. In, I, well, I can't. I would only assume a bump in pay, but certainly a, a bigger title, bigger responsibilities. So, so obviously she's been with the club all three years yeah. now. So that's nice to see. And but yeah, specifically with Heath, you know, he like you you kind of brought this up. He's going to have more involvement with kind of the first team roster and maybe even you know, well, obviously what players are on that roster and yeah. maybe where they look 
and signing. In signing. Signing. Yeah. I, Watson is going to be the contract negotiator now. Right. So I think the signing, and what I what I see is the Chacon signing. I think that was pretty much all Heath and Watson. Well, you know, to me, I think, and obviously we have no idea, but, and and in fact, Jeff Reuter told me directly that it's not this black and white. Yeah. But um, to me, I'm going to read into this and say 2019 was Adrian Heath's doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because why else would you give him more more responsibility if he didn't create 2019? He did, and we saw a big difference between the signings the last two yeah. years up to this year. All of a sudden, we went out and got, and we were all told, like, well, now we're we're at the point where we can do this, and I'm going. Right. Mm, I think Manny was kind of plodding along, and and it, and it, you know I've I've said this in the past, not too recently, but um, that I feel like Manny is such a piece of Minnesota soccer, yeah, that it was obvious he was going to be a part of this. Yes, of course. It's obvious that he's going to maintain a part of this. Mm-hmm. But I think he had too much yeah. of a part of this. Well, look at some of the signings that sucked. Gomez, Pangop. Well, I mean, I think mean, about think about Demidov. Yeah, Demidov. I mean, or think about keeping um, Davis and uh, 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 I mean, his name's already. The, the two two fullbacks, Davis and... Uh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's like those decisions going into our first season. Yeah. You know, Heath was hired in November. Well, yeah, hired in November, official in December, I think it was. Most of those decisions, I guarantee, were in the making prior to Heath's hiring. A lot of people say, well, you know, Adrian said, you know, had a lot of praise for... Demidon. Well, yeah. Who, who's paying his? Who's who's giving him his paycheck? Of yeah, course, he's exactly. going to have praise for whoever. What would he him. say? Like, I hate the guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, I mean, it, it's just like when you announce players in December and you announce your manager either end of November, mid November, whatever it was. There's a pretty good chance that those contract negotiations yeah. happened before the manager ever came up. Yeah. yeah. And it. Because that's the nature of how long it takes to do stuff. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of those bad signings, I guarantee you, Francisco Calvo was a manual signing. I, yeah. I just know it. In in my in my heart, in and, my soul, I just blame him for And that. the trade was a Heath trade. And the Ramirez it, trade? No, the Calvo trade. Yeah. And I think the Ramirez trade well, was, was a possibly trade, a yeah. Legos trade. You think, I mean, because I could have, I was just wondering if maybe that this transformation that we're seeing officially now on paper. I wonder if this hadn't started earlier, like with say, Christian Ramirez and certain it, It's like possible. That. I mean, because yeah. you could, you can make arguments either way. I wouldn't say that the, the problem with the Ramirez trade is that his replacement didn't really work out. And I assume, and this, maybe we can talk about this a little bit later on, is I don't know that his replacement is going to be here next year. Um, so it's hard to say, you know, who pushed that trade? Like, did Adrian say, well, I don't want this type of player? Yeah. But then maybe 
Manny tried to find a new player, mm-hmm. and that was that was Rodriguez, and the yeah. concept was good. It just didn't work, you know. And it, that's that's kind of where I think Jeff is coming in with. It's not that black and white. Um, yeah, it's, but I, I think it's I think this shift is damning to Manny. Oh, of course it is, and it, it's at least slight praise if if not significant yeah. praise to Adrian. But now he's more on the line this next year. Oh yeah. And the following year because if we don't do well next year, then it's all on it's on Heath. And I, I feel like he only he's got one year extension, didn't he? That's he it. Did. Yeah. So it's so now it's all on him. It's a do, yeah. or, it's a do we, or die. They're saying, like, look, you're gonna get all this responsibility, but guess what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. And is Manny here just because the top top owes it to the family to keep him around? Of course that's because it's if possible. it wasn't for yeah. Daddy where would soccer be? In well, the I mean, it's, if it's, it wasn't for the Legos family, there would not be soccer. There would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I fully is. So, is this a year-by-year contract then now with these? I, I don't think so. Is I would think. Extended? Is it another three more year plan because he has the control now? Well, well, uh, can't say actually, no. not to keep praising Jeff Reeder on his reporting, <laughs> but he even mentioned uh, he wrote a piece just this week about as one three-year plan ends, another begins. Of course. Which, which I completely agree. Well, yeah. abs- absolutely. I brought this up, you know, last time, but it's important. You know, obviously this isn't a one-and-done type situation. This is, you know, this is MLS. They still have a brand-new stadium in Allianz that's going to be there for years to come. They want to be able to sustain the success that they enjoyed this season into year after year after year. I, exactly. And what I specifically brought up last time was Seattle. That, you know, they have made the playoffs every single year of their yeah. existence, at least the last ten. Of course, that's what they're shooting for, and it's going to take it's going to take Heath, and it's going to take the investment of ownership all the way down. And one other thing we should mention is like, and this was brought up, but as far as like the big decisions, the big signings, there's still it's still it's not going to be Heath's only. It's not going to be just Heath making these no. decisions. Right. It's going to be you know Chris Wright's going to be involved. Ownership's going to be involved. Of course, involved. they are. You still the have that kind of triumvirate. Right. Yeah, yeah. The circle of trust, but I think whatever you want to call it. Keith has more of an opportunity to go out and find players. Well, yeah. And, it, and you know, I think this is going to be, we, we kind of alluded to it, it's going to be, he has one year. Yeah. If he screws up, the guillotine falls. Yeah. And it, if he works out, then I bet you're going to see a three-year extension. Yeah. The anti-Adrian fans are going to be busting their chops well, of course, oh, well, yeah. they are. They already are. I mean, even they the are because game, the rumors that have been flying. Are, even at the yeah. playoff game, us three were just looking at the lineup and said, "What the heck?" Yeah. I mean, he right. made some decisions during the season that were like, "Is it him? Is it not him?" Apparently, well, you, yeah, and, and you know the the thing is, is with Adrian Heath, he very clearly wants players who are going to play. He yep. doesn't want to deal with attitudes. Nope. He doesn't want to deal with. You know that I guess it's an attitude that me personality. That's right. And it he'll make you pay. That's right. If he thinks that you're doing that, mm-hmm. and yeah. he did it with Calvo. Yeah. And he did it. Done it with it too. Possibly Darwin Quintero. Twice with Darwin. So that's actually a good segue. The U.S. Open Cup final. So let's talk about DQ a little bit because his situation is fluid right now. We're seeing rumors right. upon rumors of. Trades to here and trades to there and da, 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 and, and like, it, yeah and you know the team said nothing but yeah you can't look at what Darwin has said on social media in the last week and a half yeah. and not say he's obviously leaving he's leaving yeah because you don't 
you don't post a video of your goals from the entire time you've been here. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. And say now. thank you. He, he yeah. says thank, you know, dash gra- gracias, yeah. you know, gracias. Thank you in Spanish. Exactly. Of course, everybody knows that. But, yeah, it's every single one of his goals with Minnesota. Yeah. I kind of was, in a jokingly fashion, I kind of made the quip like, oh, well, maybe he's just trying to, you know, remind the front office how good he is and, hey, well, yeah, this is pick up my option. I yeah, want to well, be here in Minnesota. Now, I, I don't necessarily think that's the case. But, I'm sorry. Yeah. One point, what, $1.6 million? Well, I believe his option is $2 million. Oh, it's $2 Yeah. Because yeah. he was on the books this year Not for happening. close to that. Not yeah. happening. just over that. And it, I would never even consider paying him $2 million. And the mm. thing is, like, I don't think Heath really trusts him anyways. And he shouldn't. Well, and again, we, I've said this before. DQ was great last year when he was like the star guy and he could win games for you. Right. This year, we had so many other options around him that we didn't need him anymore. And I think he pouted about that. Yeah. And, and you know, I think we've discussed this in episodes past about how I've always felt that he's that guy that needs to be the number one. Yeah. And as we brought in new players, he wasn't the number one. He's still incredibly important. Yep. But he needed to learn how to share the spotlight. And, and, and that's not him. Yeah, and the, I think the problem is, I mean, I don't think we can sit here and say, well, I mean, at least myself as a fan, I would, if, if it was up to me and it's not my money to spend, I would love to see Darwin back. Sure. You know, maybe even if it's a lesser role, but that's not that's something He's not taking he would that. never accept He's that. Not accept because that. I have made the case in both the U.S. Open Cup final and the playoff game against the Galaxy at Allianz, um, that he came in as a substitute in both of those games and made an impact on those games. He did. Right. But he's not going to accept a half role going forward. No right. way. He'll, just, he'll go elsewhere. And he, he won't accept a half role, and that a half role would mean less salary, and he's not going to take that. Right. Is uh, he worth $2 million somewhere else? No. No. Okay, so. I mean, I and, and that's the thing. It's like, as we, as Tony alluded to the rumors of the trades, we, we've heard trade rumors to Houston. We've heard trade rumors to Orlando now. Yep. Neither of those teams are going to play. Are going to pay a guy two million dollars? No. I, I really don't. Of course not. Not a thirty-two-year-old uh, who may not be starting caliber. It's funny you bring up the uh, trade rumor thing because there was a Twitter person. I'm not going to name the Twitter person, but he had a kind of an interaction with Jeff Reuter because he said this Twitter person said, "Oh, DQ's being traded to Houston," and Rory came out and said. I've heard nothing about this. And the guy then posted a screenshot of a text message thing he had with his person in the know. Didn't show the names. And, of course, people went off, and that guy said, you could do that on any... You could make that up anywhere. Right. And th- But this person was a highly respected sure. trade person. Well, and, you know, and the thing is, is, three days after that rumor, all of a sudden it was Orlando. Yeah. So Jeff is probably right. Oh, I think Jeff is and more it, than no. I I had po- I had actually posted on Twitter from my personal account about how I can't believe how Minnesota fans are wasting their time tweeting about these about these rumors. It's, it's just for me it ruins sports. I just no. hate it. And it it's gives like you something to do. because there's nothing there's no substance to it at all. It's just like somebody said, "Oh, well, some, you know, Houston's interested." Well, yeah, sure. Okay, maybe Houston's interested, but it, that doesn't mean. I mean, I'm interested in signing Carlos Vela. That doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just so maybe somebody somewhere said something, and they have absolutely no control over anything, it's and just, it gets blown up. It's just something interesting to talk about. I think. Yeah, and I do agree with 
Sterling said, just because the rumors from Europeans coming over here to play now. Right. With Ozil, it's like, it's not going to come. Yeah, or, you know, the new one this week is, uh, is uh, what's his name, the, the biter. Uh, oh, yeah, the guy from Dwyer. Yeah, it, it's like, come on. I mean, maybe because he played for Heath. Oh, Suez, yeah. Suarez. Suarez. Yeah, Suarez. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. At first I was like, See, Mike Tyson. I, like, wait a minute. I, I, I kind of <laughs> just went with Tony's thing, well, and I then thought, you ruined it. See? But there was there was rumors about uh, okay. Dom Dwyer. Damn it, John. I retired Dom Dwyer to a possible <laughs> yes, D- yeah. Dom Dwyer potentially. A trade. And a trade. Again, it's yeah. as much of a rumor but, as but Darwin course, going to Orlando. Well, maybe, maybe it'll happen a little faster than we think, but first, the first thing that would probably have to happen is they would have to pick pick up Darwin's option right. in order to trade him. So we'll maybe yeah. we'll see. And I guess we shouldn't assume if they pick up his option that it'll be here in, well, and in it, 2020. And, and so the issue, maybe we can get into some nuances here with MLS, is so we have a list that we have to protect yes. for the expansion draft. I would imagine this will come up in next episode where we'll talk more about this. Um, and it, right now as it stands... If I understand MLS rules, which I don't know that anyone does, including I, I Don remember uh, early last year I, I printed out the, the complete rules and regulations. Yeah, it's of like MLS. pages. It's, oh, it's like fifty pages. Yeah, long. I tried to read through it. Boy, that'll make your head spin pretty quick. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, it's, it's hard like, to get past the gam tam section. Then you're like, oh god. I still don't yeah, and so that. you've got these. You've got this protected list. As it stands, if we're not going to pick up Darwin's option, well, regardless, actually. We have to protect him. Yeah, yeah. So why would we protect a player we're not going to, to keep. keep? Yeah. And it, of course, we could not protect him. But then there's that chance that we lose him for absolutely nothing. Correct. That's right. That's right. So That's why you got to protect. Him. Yeah. So it's like, then the question comes in: Well, would Inter Miami or Nashville actually pick him up because they're going to have to? I believe the rules are you have to entertain the option. Yes. At least slightly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, if you pick up a guy on the expansion draft, and it's like, who's going to pay him that? Well, that's a valid question, but Nashville might. Well, there's a... Inter-Miami has so much money that they could. And there's a low... They, every expansion has to hit a low cap number, right? Right. You have to hit a certain amount. And they get extra TAM. Yeah. Which would help them. So if you're looking to add somebody just for you know because you need to spend two million bucks, then he's the guy you add. Right, and it, so here, here's the thing: it's like, does Minnesota deal him and just get out of that situation entirely? Because yeah. there's a risk, a very slight risk, that they could lose him for absolutely nothing. Yeah, and it's it's you, challenging. You know, I should I should bring this up actually because uh, the expansion draft will happen. By the next, by our next podcast. Oh, it will. It's actually set for November nineteenth. Yeah, shit. Of this year, shit. So, shit. so it's going to be happening. We don't quickly. even, but we don't even know who they're going to protect. And yeah, so, that, and I can tell you that list will be released on November sixteenth. Yeah. So by the end of this week. Damn it. Yes. Ruin that one. So yeah, we're. Uh, we'll know more by next podcast. Yeah, we'll know everything. And then yeah, just as long as we're talking about it. So you, the teams that are. Protected because they because of FC Cincinnati's uh, draft in 2018 are DC United, Vancouver, Dallas, Houston Dynamo, and New York Red Bulls. They're exempt from this. Which one, so. leads me to the next thing. That's why Houston trade yeah. for DQ makes sense because yeah. they wouldn't have to worry about protecting. Exactly mm-hmm. right. And there's something 
Right. Yeah, potentially. And he's he's closer to, I suppose, closer to family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's closer to Mexico. He has a Mexican passport. There you go. I don't know if that matters any, but... Um, but I, it really, it's all up in the air right now. It's like kind of a, it's a fluid situation. Every day, there's something new that yeah. comes out that says, "Hey, he's going here, he's going there." It's like, ah. yeah. I think the team is moving on. I, I think they are too. It, dep- it just depends on how they're going to move on from him. Right. You know, the chances of us re-signing him to an extension are zero to nil at this right. point. They're moving on. Now, if we do trade him to Orlando, and we do get Dom Dwyer. That's going to make things really awkward. Of course it will. Because I was in the Wonder Wall when we played Orlando, and it, literally every single chant, there's a there's a rhythmic break yeah. that they chant, fuck you, Dom Dwyer. Oh, that's nice. I would have been at that one, but I was gone. And, and it, you know, our, our fans have an issue with Dom Dwyer. And he, we should, because he's a whiny little jerk. He's a bitch. So... You know, that's going to be interesting if, if we he comes and starts producing and we start winning more fans. Are gonna the other problem too and, is, and I yeah. want to bring up the fact that you know Dom Dwyer is married to a you know uh, an actually good soccer, a good player. soccer yeah. player yeah. in yes. Sydney Larue, uh, right? You know, former I want to say former U.S. Yeah. women's national team player. Yeah. She actually currently plays for the Orlando Pride. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I don't know how that. Would yeah, and I, I joke to you that there is one Dwyer that we should sign. And it would be her, right? Yeah. Uh, but the other problem too is you you, sign, you get Dwyer back. Where does he play? Well, you, you get rid of Angelo, and there you go. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people out there that probably assume not assume that this trade is going to happen, but assume that maybe Angelo won't be back. Yeah, that's um, another guy. Right. Who, it's that's an up and air one. Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, so me, I don't know. Can we can we quickly speculate on? Who we protect in the expansion draft? I kind of missed the dates. I kind of thought we yeah. were going to well, have. You know, maybe maybe we do. So actually, so this year, t- all teams that are involved in the expansion draft, including Minnesota United, they'll be able to protect twelve players. That's actually up from eleven last time. Right. So and so, it's not as it's hard for me. It's not that hard, is it? I it is. It is. I mean, because you can protect most of your. I mean, because. You're gonna have you're gonna have uh, Ike obviously, uh, Boxel obviously. Uh, you're gonna have Jan obviously. You're gonna have Ozzy obviously. Toy, what are you up to? Uh, Toy, I think it's Generation Adidas. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so, he's, he's, so he's exempt. Dotson. Yeah, see, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't think, to, I don't think you have to cover the younger guys though. I think they have to be in the league for or. It, it, so the exemptions are Generation Adidas, homegrown, or. Come on, Dave. Internationals? I can't. No, internationals aren't. DPs aren't. So, but now Chacon's an interesting one because he's a young DP. I don't know if that changes things. But I think I could fill up 12 pretty fast. Yeah, you could. And I feel like there'd be some that I'd be like, eh. I mean, I can guarantee you, Angelo, Miguel. Yeah, Miguel I would bet Finley. Finley won't yet. Um, well, the ones that we declined options. So Martin, yeah. uh, uh, Schuler, uh, the young kid, Manly. Yeah. I I would assume Omsberg won't be protected. Yeah. 
Do we have to protect Vito? He, yeah, he would be. So because his loan. Well, I don't know his loan player. It's a loan. He's a loan player. We wouldn't protect uh, what's his name though. The other, the the third, our third goalie. Shuttleworth. Yeah, Shuttleworth. He'd probably. He'd almost well. He would love to probably not be protected. Goalkeepers are a dime a dozen. They probably don't. Yeah, but not protected means some uh, team, one of these teams can pick up a goalkeeper they can use for like a year. Yeah. I mean, you know what? There's probably players that don't want to be protected. Go to an expansion team. They could play Miguel. Right. Well, Miguel is not going to be protected. He I mean, love to be gone. Miguel might enjoy playing for Beckham. Yeah. That's what I mean. He would love to be gone probably to play more. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, just to clear it up, I think I think Dotson would have to be protected just because I think you're 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 basically you mentioned it you mentioned the generation Adidas players yeah. who are protect, who are protected and the homegrown players are protected, okay. which so Minnesota doesn't have. We don't. Yeah. So, so Gasper and Dotson would have to be protected. Plus Saint Saint Clair. Plus Saint Clair. Yeah. Unless Saint Clair is generation Adidas. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Because well, and then there's. Speaking of Generation Adidas, I think Denlotti graduated, quote unquote. Yeah. So now he's not protected either. Oh, you had to protect Denlotti too. So very I mean, I, I'm telling you, I don't think a dozen players are easy to. It's pick. very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I, if we're looking for the silver lining here, well, I mean, even, is that only one player could be selected from any given team? Right. So. So we're well. Good. It could, well, I guess we are. or We aren't. I mean, it could sting depending on the player selected. Well, we're hoping. I'm hoping it's you know, Miguel Abar. You know, it's a good. Maybe it's a good problem to have. I mean, when we ran through this scenario last year at about this time, yeah, I don't think we had as much to care about because we didn't well, have the players we, yeah. that we needed to protect. Any of them could have left. And been this, like, right, it's a good go. problem to have where we <laughs> have way. a bigger roster that needs to right. be, be protected. And you know, the sad reality is they may lose a player. So then right. it's his first real test. Yeah, yeah. I well, and and that's a good point, John. You know, he's going to have a lot more say on his his first team roster, so he's probably going to have a lot more say on this as well. So. Yeah, he's guy, so this is where the pressure comes on him now. Yeah. So let's get out of the loons talk now. Let's talk a little MLS playoffs. Yeah, because the Cup final is today. It is Seattle versus Toronto, which is a scenario. That if it would have gone our way, we'd be playing a home game today at Allianz Field for the final. Yes, because yeah. of course it's taking place at CenturyLink Field in Seattle yes. today. But you know, that's but that didn't, didn't happen. But this is a scenario that it would have happened. So this is what I have an issue with, and it's it's the fact that um, it's an example of how the best team is not going to be champion. That's right. I mean, Seattle's pretty good. Yeah, but. Yeah. Toronto's crap. How I don't we, care yeah. what anybody I mean, says. how did we get here? I mean, so we had LAFC being knocked off at home by right. Seattle. And then, yep. of course, Atlanta United was also knocked off at home by Toronto. Right. So mm-hmm. it's it's not the matchup I think MLS was hoping for. I should probably, you know, just because of the market size in both of those. Right. Uh, it's something called par- parity. Yeah. Right. It exactly. actually, you know, it comes up to something that, uh, you know, I don't. if anybody out there has listened to the, or watched the uh, This Is Football uh, on Amazon. Oh, jeez. It's, it's really interesting. The last episode I watched kind of was focusing on the Bundesliga and the German 
German teams like Iron Frankfurt. Did I pronounce that right? Eintracht. Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht. Thank you. I knew I knew I was going to mess that up, but at least Just we have John. Shove here. something in your mouth and say gibberish. <laughs> but I turned you on to that episode, though, man. You did, and but I guess the point I'm bringing up is is a big part of that episode. It's episode three for pe- if people want to go back and watch it. It's really uh, they really get into how much luck is really involved in the sport of soccer, and they make that case that as far as major sports are concerned, soccer has indeed the most luck involved and there was a really interesting study that some of these sports scientists did and they looked at Bundesliga seasons I believe it was 2018 and 17 but they looked at not only Bundesliga seasons but Premier League seasons and analyzed every single goal that was scored and they had six different variables of what they called luck variables it might be when a ball hits the post uh, it might be when somebody, you know, maybe mishits a shot or doesn't hit the ball properly off their foot and but still goes towards goal. And they came up with, and this is not exact science, but the study that they came up with was that 47% of goals and were involved at least some sort of luck. Yeah. 47%. And the interesting thing was their studies of both the Bundesliga and the Premier League, they were within tiny... the. Less than one percent of they came up with that same number. So almost half the goals involved a good bit of luck, and so yeah, I mean that's how we got here. There's so well, much luck involved, and there's as parity. I said there's parity in the league to begin yeah. with. I mean parody. there's parity, and I add mean, the luck. You used to have, you know, back in MLS first started, you have teams that were the dominant teams, right? In MLS, who were there every year. Now you don't have that anymore. I mean, yeah, LAFC had a great year, but it only takes one game now. To kill your whole year, right? You know, in it, you look at a team like yeah. Look at look at what happened to Sporting Kansas City this year. My pick to be in the MLS Cup today, but uh, yeah, they, they finished eleventh. Yeah. You know how quickly did that happen? It happens. So yeah, I mean, look at the goal it, that got us into the playoffs. It was a lucky deflection from Dotson yeah. off the defender and in, yeah. and we were there just like that. It's, uh, it, it's the every given Sunday it is. or any given Sunday yeah. scenario where. But you want uh, Sterling. You want this to happen in MLS, though. You know why you want it to happen? Because you want more fans. And, and, and make you no, want different places to have an opportunity to be a champion. And make no mistake. Um, this, sure. this is this is again. This, <laughs> oh, Mr. High Horse. <laughs> this podcast has in, almost entirely been speculation today, and everything we've talked about is not black and white. This is just another one of those cases. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, because. Teams like uh, LAFC and Atlanta United, listen, a good way to get to the playoffs is to spend a lot of money. Yeah. There's no denying that. Right. It just it takes, you know, there's some other factors that kind of go into it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's you can't buy a championship in this league or any league. Yeah. Um, we've seen that. So. That's right. right. It, and that's true. And, and it, that's what, you know, that's the benefit of having a playoff system is you kind of the championship doesn't always have that money spender though Toronto's has spent a shit ton of money yeah on a really shitty players yeah but um well is that their formula because how many times have we had (laughs) how many times that was our formula for a while how many times in recent years have we had a Seattle Toronto matchup? I mean, what? Three is times. Three yeah. times. Yeah. Three times. So maybe whatever years. they're doing works. Well, Toronto. I think Toronto. They just get hot at the right time. You know. Well, and and Seattle's the same way. Yeah. They're they go cold at some point, and then all of a sudden they pick it up and they. I mean, you look at it. I look at these playoffs just like the football playoffs, just like NCAA tournament March Madness. Team gets right. hot, you start going. NCAA is the same way. I mean, they're. 
times where you get the final four and you might have a 10 seed in there or a right. nine seed. And you're going, how did the number one seed lose? Yeah. Because it's one game. One game. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, give me a balanced schedule and give me the top team in the league. That's the champion. Yeah. It's so much simpler. So, I don't um, know. It's, so, yeah, we got Seattle and Toronto playing today for the fi- in the final. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, before we get to break, guys, I want to say one thing. Uh, Dave was at a little uh, football game yesterday, a big football game. Minnesota Golden Golfers. Yeah, Tony, thanks for bringing it up. You, you really didn't have to. Well, I this have is, to. This is a Loon's podcast. It's a but, huge uh, game, though. Human yep. exploitation. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, since you since you brought it up, I will say it was the biggest Gopher football win in yeah. oh I don't know at least 20, fifty years. Since yeah. Biggest win. Biggest win. Um, just in a long time. I mean, it, they've had big games. Probably this was the biggest game in TCF Bank Stadium, yeah. to say the least. At least the Loons shared the stadium for a couple yeah, years, yeah. so it kind of ties in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. No, extremely exciting. I was at the game yesterday. I was on the field after the game. Uh, it was. It's the kind of thing I'd hope for for Loons fans because, I mean, the, the emotion, the pure, raw emotion of just having a win like that was amazing. Literally hugging random fans in the stadium. In the, in the yeah, you jumped and, on the field. And jumped on the field yeah. afterwards to celebrate the win. Crazy. question, did you miss any of it due to nachos? Well, I'll tell you, that's the only downside to, to such a big game is that it was a sellout, their first in, since 2015, I believe, and guess what happened? Fairweather fans in Minnesota. Yeah, you know, I've been a diehard. I've had season tickets for a long time, but, uh, but yeah, the only downside is the lines for the bathroom uh, at TCF Bank and concessions are were incredibly See, long. See, that's what yeah. sucks about having but, a winning team. Well, that's right. I guess you got to right. take the Expensive good with the bad. tickets, long lines. Hey, you know what, Johnny? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you got the facts of life. There you go. Okay, but yeah, no, we can we can move on. But thanks for bringing. Yeah, that I just up. want to bring that because yeah. it was a big game yesterday, and yeah. of course, Tom was this podcast, and uh, Tom and I watched it yesterday. We were very excited about it. So I thought I'd bring it up. Um, we're gonna head to the break here now. Uh, when we come back from the break, Sterling has a little story, uh, just a little quib talk about of a flat earthers again. Very then, quick. Very, very quick. quick. And then I got a story to talk about that involves a cop and a hot dog. So take what you will from that story. Uh, we'll be back here at uh, Inbound Brewing Company in just a minute. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are still at Inbound Brewing Company here in Minneapolis. Um, we're now on to the part of the show where we uh, talk about crazy stuff because, you know, it's the off season now. We really don't have a lot to talk about in terms of soccer-wise. Right. Now we have alcohol in us. Yeah, exactly. We have some beer in us. And, that usually uh, helps, yeah. Again, thanks to Inbound Brewing Company for having us out here. Uh, so Sterling has just a quick, quick, very quick... Super, super. Thing to talk about flat earth stuff. Oh, yeah. we should talk about the beers first. Yes, yes, yes thanks, yes. Johnny. We are Thank at a brewery. We, we are at a brewery. brewery. Let's talk about the brewery. John's uh, been useful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dave had two beers he didn't get a chance to talk about. Well, yeah, that's true. And I had one during the first half of the show. Of course, we're still here at Inbound. And so I decided to have the Minnesota Rice, 
which is a wild rice porter. Now, I specifically picked that one because of the Minnesota in its name to pay a little homage to the college football team that also plays in this city. Jeez. But, uh, no, seriously, wow. I you had me at wild, you there. had me at porter number one. I think I've said at nauseum how much I like porters and stouts yeah, like you, right. Dave, and yeah. David. And uh, this one also tweaked my eye just because it, you know, says it's a wild rice porter. So, uh, you know, and they call it the Minnesota rice because wild rice is native to Minnesota. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what, it was delicious. It's gone now. That's probably proof. Yeah. I didn't even mind that I was drinking out of a cracked glass. I didn't realize it until the very end. But, no, it was delicious. Um, just, I guess, you know what, it's not, it didn't really have a coffee taste to it, but it had that roasted flavor, probably the rice itself. So, yeah, yeah I'd highly recommend it. And now... I did decide for the second half of the pod to go with the, uh, the what is it, the Fruit Loop, uh, Fruit of the Loop. It's a citrus IPA, and I tell you what, it's, uh, for somebody who hasn't always liked IPAs, uh, specifically citrus IPAs, they're growing on me, and this one uh, is a good reason why I'm almost halfway through it. Uh, yeah. Just, just delicious, yeah, and I know you guys have tried that one before. Yeah. Right? I've had that a few times at home. Sterling, what'd you get? I got the Cinnamon Bones. Oh, that's right, you got the Cinnamon yes. Bones. It's a double brown with cinnamon. It's super, super roasted. I mean, it's incredible. Um, I feel like the alcohol content might be a bit high. What's that? Cinnamon bun? Yeah, 9%. Yeah. Holy jeez. No no wonder it's served in, I guess, what you call a tulip. Yes. Tulip. Yeah. I, I will say I, I definitely it. have noticed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's probably don't need a pint of that, but uh, I, I do have to swing all the way back to my Fruit of the Loop IPA. It says for those day drinkers out there, yes. it's best enjoyed uh, with the Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, so they want you to wake up and nice. watch that and, and drink beer, according to Inbound. See, let's talk about that. There is no Saturday morning cartoons anymore. Oh. That's true. There yeah. is none, unless you have Boomerang. Well, that's yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, remember. Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 11, all yep. had. And when I was a kid, you'd be switching. You'd know the schedule. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay, yep. from this time to this time, this is what I'm watching, and I'm switching over here, and switching over here. Yep. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Exactly. Yeah, I never watched that. My parents wouldn't let me watch that. Pee-wee's Playhouse? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It wasn't until I was old that I realized that uh, Pee-wee Herman, or Paul Rubens, as his name is, started Pee-wee's Playhouse as a comedy act out in L.A., and I've seen some of the earlier things that he did in LA. Yeah. Very dirty. Oh. And he turned it into a children's episode. Maybe that's why your parents said no. Maybe. Uh-huh. You know. um, I had the milkshake IPA, which is uh, it's not a milk it's not called milkshake IPA. It is called Super G Love Shake. Hmm. Yes. It's made with uh, orange and vanilla, it tastes like uh, orange creamsicle. Which pretty much I've had ones like this and so, again. You know, as we're looking at their descriptions of their beers, does it truly taste like an orange yeah. musical? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what it tastes like. I don't think you could go wrong with that. No, you can't. No. That's why it's very drinkable. My wife would hate that. Why? If I told her that, no. she'd be like, I'm not trying it. Why? She hates creamsicles. She hates creamsicles? Right? What the How heck's weird your is problem? that? Who who hates creamsicles? I mean, I I waited for the day that Johnny the Swan's me? truck oh. would pull into the driveway and the yeah. Swan's guy would come out. With the creamsicle. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. do you have the dreamsicle dip going at Dairy Queen this summer? No, I'm not a big Dairy Queen guy. I'll, I'll say well, this. I don't, I don't think I ever realized that. I'll say huh. this. Like, I don't love creamsicles, but I certainly don't hate them. Right. I mean, yeah. that hate's a strong word for a creamsicle. 
I mean, it's a hate word. It's a strong word in general, but... It is. Especially to describe a principle like that. I mean, hating Michael Bradley, that makes sense. Yes, and I hope... To some of us. Hating orange creamsicles is bizarre. That's weird. Yeah. Mm. Do, let's, Sorry, we I had to, I you had know to what, get that's that. That's a good segue. We didn't, let's do this really quick. We didn't do this, uh, I think, again, we can thank John for this. We did not make our official predictions for the MLS Cup. Granted, everybody's going to be listening to this after the fact, so they can either laugh at us or right. uh, commend us on our brilliant uh, prediction. I'll go first. I think because this game is Seattle, the amount of luck that's involved in this game, we talked about earlier, I'm going to go with a Seattle victory. And I guess let's get specific. I'm going to say three to one. But two of those goals are going to be scored because of luck. Only one is skill. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, one one. It's going to be one on penalty kicks yeah. by Seattle. Uh-huh. And Michael Bradley's going to sky his penalty kick. There you go. Very specific about that, yes. Sterling. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say four to one. Seattle. Hmm. I'm going to say Seattle's going to have a breakout type of game. They're going to kick some butt. They're playing at home. I mean, I could see of course. that. Of course. Yeah. You know, the home team hasn't done extremely well this uh, this uh, MLS, po- MLS postseason, obviously. But, what is uh, this, Seattle? It's a complete sellout. Yeah. I would expect I, I'm, I'm just going to go so with. So we're talking 70,000 people roughly? or no, oh, Maybe not quite that high, but it's 60, yeah. maybe close to it. I say 2 nothing, Seattle. I, I'm just going to go with the whatever team has Michael Bradley loses. Okay. Okay. So all right. we're all on board with Seattle winning. <coughs> so if Toronto ends up winning the 2019 MLS Cup, then you can guys can just hit your fast forward button. And That's just right. Start That's right. That's right. Us, so. And me, it's just a bias against Bradley. Hey, am I the only yeah. Bradley lover here? You, you might, might be. be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And unfortunately, I don't know who to pick if your other man crush is playing or Seattle is here. Oh, you mean Deuce? I don't know what I would have picked. Oh, right. Yeah. Clint Dempsey. I would have picked I would have, a... Yeah. I would have not even turned on the TV for it. I would have picked an earthquake that would have split the stadium <laughs> no, in that's, Seattle. No, that's... Everyone would okay. have survived. Okay. But it would have split the stadium. I feel like this, no. this is being recorded forever and ever. I just want to put it on the record. I do not have a man crush on Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley. <laughs> Michael Bradley. <laughs> or Bob Bradley. Michael Bradley. I don't. That's obviously I don't have a crush on him. I do. I am an ardent supporter of the U.S. men's national team, and therefore that's why I like Michael Bradley, call me a lemming. Call me silly, but I do have, I do enjoy watching Michael Bradley play for that reason. Speaking, hey, you know this is a good segue to man crushes for man crushes to Johnny. You want to talk about the worst that you had out there, the hot dog you had? (laughs) Yeah, well, you want to talk about who was it? Who was the what's the name of the food truck? Yes, talk about Gerhards. Yeah, you had some food out there. How was the food? Give it, give them up. Tasty. It was, you know. Spatzel was okay. Say the name one more time into the microphone. Gerhard's Wiener Stand. Let's give him a plug. Gerhard's Wiener Stand. Worst stand. I Worst said it stand. Wrong. Okay. So if if you were in Germany and it was a, would that be how it was said? Yes. Okay. I mean, granted, if my mom was here, it would be exact. Oh yeah, your mom. I yeah. still have the accent. Sure. When I speak German. Right. So it was good. So it was good. after the, this, the I should. Horse was really appetizing. After this, I should go get some food. Depends on what you want to eat. Yeah. You might not want a wiener first. I I like I like Hirsch. Borsch. They are good Borsch, though, because sorry. they were at the place I was at yesterday, oh. and I was already full from a burrito. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of like hot dogs or bratwurst in general. Just don't like but Germans. I'll tell you what. After our trip Jesus. to, I like Germans. 
After our, like after our trip to uh, Chicago earlier this year, um, I really kind of fell in love with the Chicago dogs. Oh, Chicago dogs are great. Um, it's and that's not something I really have had a lot in the past. But we, I had a couple in Chicago. Where did you get them at in Chicago? Oh boy, I couldn't tell. What was you. the name of that bar we went to? Wasn't the bar we went to? Yeah. And how I much tell was you. it? I'm not gonna. It was the one before the Cubs game that I didn't go to. Yeah, might have been. God, what was the name of that one? It was right across the street from Wrigley. That's where I had it. Yeah, I Cubby, had a, it was, Oh, I think it was Cubby Cubbies. Bear. Cubby Bear. Oh, that's Cubby right. Bear. I wasn't allowed yeah. in because I had my kids and it yeah. wasn't adults. Yeah. That's right. That's where right. that's where we had the first Chicago dog of the week. I think. Yeah. Tony well, and I, yeah. I've yeah. had one Chicago dog in Chicago, and it was at Harry Carey's. Mm. Well, there you go. On the Navy oh, Carey. Yeah. It was thirteen bucks, and it was the size of this table, and it was outstanding. Wasn't that you had that when we went there last time? The Chicago trip from a couple years ago. Yep. Went to Harry Carey's, and I've had it twice. Because we went to Harry Carey's that time. Yes, and yeah. he was upset because he didn't want, he wanted to go to Applebee's. That's remember right. That yeah, that's that right. time. Yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> then we went to the Chili's. game and Calvo was playing for Chicago. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. awesome. And it was our first loss in Chicago. It was. You want to keep talking about it? Okay. And it was rainy, cold, rainy, shitty. Cold, that, that loss cost us the two seed. Now, yeah. you could say that about a lot of games okay. this past season, but I mean, We've imagine. gone from Johnny talking about hot dogs outside to the game that's over a, there. That's a fair That's a fair. I mean, argument. you could say that about any of the bad losses. Sure. There was more than a, unfortunately, there was more, there was about a handful of bad losses. But that losses. was like the flattest loss we had. Yeah, it, it was. So, just, uh, was it was it a waste expected. of a drive out there? No. No, of course not. Chicago's, so, if anybody listening has not been to Chicago, which. We got to go to that. Uh, please we got go. That, that, uh. The brewery, uh, Five Rabbits. Five Fantastic. Rabbits, great brewery. Um, we got to go to that arcade the night before, yep. which is great, and we got to see a Cubs game. I mean, and yeah. for me, it was more than well, Brewers game. Brewers, yeah, for you, it was a Brewers game, and they won, and they won. Yeah. And for me, it was more of a trip with the boys than anything. Yes, yeah. exactly. And the observation deck. So and that, the observation deck, and they had their very first Chicago style pizza, oh. which I found out you, Nels, and Tony never had one when you were there. No, we no, we didn't. We never. meant to, but we never, yeah, we never, we never did it. And I blame the oh, no, no, shattering of the observation deck on one of you three. I'm not sure. That was yeah, like months after we were there. It was it's weeks. Still your fault. It was weeks. Was it that time I kept jumping up and down? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, like that does not. I would never do that. I, the I was so hesitant. Actually, I was so. Actually, I think it was only like a week. Ooh, that is a good point, like John. It was like a week later. You know what? The yeah. observation yeah. deck is a good segue into what you can actually see hey, the curvature of the earth from the observation the deck. Right. That's my line. <laughs> what are you doing? That's true. John Jesus. just took your job. Jesus. Who's yeah. the host of this thing? So, John. I, I, we, we've talked about flat earthers before. Yeah. This is very short, very brief. Uh, I saw this on Facebook. Uh, the um, Eric Dubay, I'm not really entirely sure who he is, but he's a flat earther. He made this comment about how if you're in Anchorage, which is at 102 feet above sea level, you can see the entirety of Mount McKinley, which is from 1,320 feet. And he makes a claim that you can see it from 130 miles away. Right, from 130 miles away. And he says that if the planet was actually round with a circumference of 25,000 uh, miles, which I believe is correct. I don't yeah. know that for sure. Uh, you should not be able to see the entire mountain. First off, I've never been in Anchorage, so I don't know if that yeah, statement is correct. Yeah, but heard it's nice, though. Based on the Pythagorean theorem, yeah. which I hate, yeah. you should be able to, in fact, see the yeah. entirety of yeah. Mount McKinley right. from that distance. Yeah. Because 
I'm not going to get into it too much. A six-foot man, woman, alien, whatever, uh, should be able to see three miles as the Earth curves. You can reverse that, and you can say that distance, every six feet, you drop it down, you figure it out, you calculate it out. And ultimately, you should only be able to miss like 200-some feet yeah, of Mount McKinley exactly. from exactly. 130 miles yeah. away. So essentially, so, you think you're seeing the whole thing. Right. And it's basically the whole thing. It's an optical, it's an optical illusion type of deal. Yeah. You think you're seeing the whole thing, but you're not really, but it's only a couple hundred feet. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. so ultimately, the Flat Earther is an idiot because of math. Well, yeah, I was right. going to say, I don't think their theory is based on math and science. You're going to have to well, leave those behind if you're going to go down that road. I do want to just, and I know we want to make this brief, but I, I just had to, I just, I was so curious, like, how many people actually believe that the Earth is flat? And I mean, I don't have those exact numbers. Number. Probably nobody has them, but just, so the Flat Earth Society has a Twitter feed, and they yeah. currently have over 60,000 followers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's about 60,000 too many, in my opinion, but I'm not even going to get into it. I mean, there, there's probably a few of those followers who follow just for I, the sake of yeah, yeah. I mean, it's making so, fun of them. I mean, I'm open to listening to anybody's argument, and I think we do that on the show a little bit, but I mean, it's so hard for me to get behind that one, only because of my background in engineering and math that's and science. That's right, and it's just, So it's tough. I'll listen, but it's tough. And I, I will also say this, um, who's at fault for the rise of the Flat Earthers? Um, I guess Donald Trump. A study blames YouTube for the rise. YouTube, yeah. And so, I mean, it's, I think it's another one of those things where sometimes the loudest person in the room wins. So argument. YouTube is to blame because they what? Without looking into the store and getting too in debt, I think well, there's too many YouTube channels out sure. there. It's the same thing of you bring up Donald Trump. It's the same thing of you get hit by this stuff so much, right? And you don't really look into it. And you just believe what's there, and you go, right. "Oh, you know, the Earth is flat." And it, I, I mean, I just think it's it it's bizarre because of the fact that there's a very basic, I guess I say mathematical, but it's. I suppose geometrical yeah. theory that proves why the argument is wrong. Yeah, and it's just—I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can fly all the way around the Earth. You can. Well, and there—I mean—that's the other problem with that I have is if you were, if you're going if you're a flat earther and no offense to anybody listening who is but if you are a flat earther then that also means you have to take a couple other leaps and, and there's so many conspiracy theories that then you would have to subscribe to say but, the moon landing never happened that's just one of them right yeah yeah, um, um, yeah but we talked about this on a, lot, a previous podcast was remember I told you there was flat earthers who believe if you yeah. flew around the earth you were transported to the other side well, through a right. oh, and, yeah. and that's and we're going into this wormhole here, but yeah, that, yeah, then you have to believe that airline pilots are in on this conspiracy. Well, not exactly. only that, airline pilots and the uh, the uh, and all the airlines, right? Yeah, everybody was doing the airlines. Yeah, I, and cats would all be gone too if it was flat. They would all fall off. Cats would. Cats would. What? Why? Just fall off the earth. Or you talking? They're gonna go walk to the end of the earth and yeah, just fall. What well, about I believe lemmings? There's a big ice dam that prevents that. Lemmings yeah, would you, be no longer. That's true. The they the would just walk would, off the edge. You couldn't lemmings because there's a big off. there's a big ice dam on either side. I believe is the. There's a big there. ice dam. You couldn't oh. walk off it. I will oh. say this: you okay, have to I climb up okay. and over the okay. ice dam. I so. got my oldest son going. It's very slippery. I got him thinking I was a flat earther. We started talking about conversation about this. He's like, Dad. I'm like, no, it's flat. I can prove it to you. He's like. Well, no, Dad, you're wrong. We went for about three hours. 
Nice. nice. Said he has to go back to school and I ask mean, his teacher. Way to screw up with your kid's mind, Johnny. <laughs> All right, let's get away from flat earthers. <laughs> Let's get talking yes, about. Please. Let's go back to hot dogs, everybody. Oh yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In honor yeah. of the, yeah. uh, I'm not even gonna try and say it, but in honor of the yeah. hot dog food truck that's outside. Okay, boys. It's a story from October 10th of this year. Okay. Memphis cop allegedly assaulted a woman who tried to eat a hot dog after he told her not to. This isn't just some guy. This is a cop. Okay. okay. And the deal is, so he was. Uh, he was off duty, right? He was off duty. No, yeah. no. I don't. Are you sure? I think he was. Hmm. So Ralph Confer of the Memphis Police Department was on. No, he's on duty. On, that's sorry. what I'm getting. Yeah. On duty at Regional One Health uh, Medical Center on September 20th, a day during which employees were holding a cookout. Okay. In a police holding area, a medical technician who was also on duty asked if she could have a hot dog from the barbecue, and one employee there told her that she could. So she was on duty. She was, you know. Confer, however, told the woman she could not have a hot dog. Oh. She left, came back later, and asked a second person if she could have a hot dog, and was told yes by that employee. But when Confer saw the woman fixing herself a plate, the police officer allegedly walked up to her and slapped the hot dog bun out of her hand, telling the woman she couldn't have any food and had to leave through a back door. The woman said she couldn't leave through the back door and had to leave through the front door. But Confer allegedly wouldn't let her. As he tried to corral her out the back door, the police officer is accused of picking the woman up, causing her to hit her head on cabinets. Confer then reportedly threw the woman to the ground, <laughs> placed a knee on her back, and handcuffed her. Oh, my God. He then put the medical technician in a holding cell without explanation, according to the woman. <laughs> a nurse at the medical center contacted Confer's supervisor, and the woman was released from the cell a short time later. She reportedly suffered a hematoma to the back top of her head, bruising on both her biceps, bruising on her shin, and soreness to her hip and lower back. Confer was arrested on Tuesday and charged with assault. He was also relieved of duty and is on non-enforcement status pending the outcome of the investigation. So here's what happened. Just a little. So there was a obviously a little party in the police holding area. Which is weird. She was on duty. She came back, asked somebody if she could have a hot dog too. Because I'm sure there were plenty of hot dogs. Sure, yeah. And this guy was well, like, absolutely no, not. You don't work for the police. Tony, you're jumping to conclusions. There. No, I'm reading. Maybe there was, was there plenty of hot dogs? Maybe well, people was. are saying have a hot dog, but there's plenty of hot dogs oh, right, there. Yeah. Okay. And she was on duty. And she was on duty at the hospital. Okay, these are hospital staffed. Okay, yeah, officers. she's like a nurse or something. She's a nurse, yeah. right? So she comes back and asks one person, hey, can I have a hot dog? That person said, yes. This guy gets all pissed off because he's this is not a cop getting a hot dog. This is a nurse getting a hot dog. Yeah. She comes back again, asks again. Person says yes. She starts making the hot dog, and the cop slaps out of her hands and puts her under arrest over a flipping hot, hot dog. This I mean, is, it's like twenty-five cents. Yeah. This is this is kind of what we uh, we we alluded to this last episode. I mean, it's one of those things where, in any you know, thirty years ago, maybe even fifteen years ago, yeah, would yeah. you have heard of this story? Now it's literally. <laughs> I mean, where do on I. Fox News, let's say. I think that's where this yeah. one came from. Fox like, News. But so, and throw it on the internet so everybody hears about it. So yeah. It's one of those things. But who who arrests somebody over a hot dog? And a cop. It's a cop. Well, somebody with so, a power trip? Well, yeah, exactly. Right. And I'm still stuck on this holding cell, holding area. So we're really well, like <clears throat> in a hospital where they yeah. hold. Okay, so I know about these things. That because I've been in one. Right. But yeah. the hospitals in Minneapolis, like, yeah. um, what do you call it? Uh, North Memorial? 
yeah. has a holding cell. Or HCMC. HCMC had a so holding it's like too. those are like perps who get injured sure. go to the hospital. What if, that, or shoot, what if, if somebody gets shot? But yeah. Or if you're at the hospital making a scene and you're, or causing, okay. and they can push you in that holding cell so until... They, they chose that area <laughs> to have their cookout? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, space is limited, I can only assume. Yeah, but I yes. mean, point is, yeah, I don't think she, it, should, have, she should not have been assaulted. Well, she, yeah. And she, the, the well, cop of course not. duty. <laughs> I mean, I did not want John eating a hot dog in the middle of our podcast. I really right. didn't, but I'm not going to go over there and assault the But here's the, the thing. Okay, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I just like it, to keep our little table nice and neat. Okay. You tell, you, <laughs> Before you get too offended, John, I'm, I'm completely kidding. I'm offended. Oh, too late. So I, uh, I'm happy that you're justifying yeah. that. Or at so, least explaining. I mean, yeah. I think there's some barbecue sauce on our, one of our coasters hey, there. Hey, hey, you owe us. It would be barbecue sauce. It would be currywurst. That's yeah, true. Oh, it's good you point. get it right or don't so, get it at all. You're right. Um, but here's the deal. It's one of those situations where he said no the first time. She left. She came back. This cop should have been like, all right, somebody else told her yes, it's fine, yeah. I'm not going to get pissed. But he, like, went above and beyond the call of duty here. Yeah, can you can you read her injuries again? Can you what else? Read her injuries. Her injuries, now, he yeah, assaulted so, her. Yeah, I, I got it right here. So she reportedly suffered a hematoma to the top of her head. That's, yeah. that's what is that? That's, that's bruise, essentially right? a bruise, yeah. maybe yeah. a slightly internal ble- yeah. bleeding, yeah. but it is a, a yeah. bruise, is it a essentially. Frozen hot dog? And then, how's it going to leave a bruise? But that wasn't it. The officer left. It the, was, the bottom line is, unfortunately, this is you know an unfortunate story because not only was she like arrested or she was literally assaulted because, and it was rough too because in addition to the bruise on her head, she had bruising on both biceps, yeah, bruising on her shin and soreness he, to her hip and lower back. He so, threw her to the ground, yes. put a knee on her yeah. back, and handcuffed her. It sounds like he picked her up sideways and tried to put her through the door. Sideways. Well, he was trying to get her through the door. A couple times. Yeah. And then she couldn't get to the door, and then he arrested her. I mean... And she was working. She was... It was at she least was on she's duty. at a hospital. She was on duty. Well, at least she's at a hospital. Okay, Sterling. There's a silver lining in every story. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. That's 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 insane. <laughs> but who... T- Again, we talk about... We have these... I have these news stories, and they're the stupidest people ever. I mean, if... At, at most... Let's say they went to a nice grocery store yeah. and bought the best hot dogs. Mm-hmm. You're talking like a dollar. five pack for like six bucks. <coughs> yeah, like a dollar. So at most, Let's a dollar twenty. Fresh dogs. But she was told by two separate people that it was okay. Did the hot dogs have the casing? I don't know. That's important because that signifies quality. Well, quality hot dogs. Probably was on Oscar Mayer. That's coming. Or a fun but dog. again, ninety nine cent fun dog. Yeah. Where, where was this? Where was this again? Memphis. Oh, Tennessee. But again, I my feeling is I think no maybe that cop, he was the one who bought the hot dogs. I bet. So he's pissed off about it. Yeah. And so they were doing this inside. Yeah, it must have been so like it a, must have been like a George Foreman grill or something. It must have been like a uh, like they had a some sort of like. Uh, like get together or yeah. whatever and it was you know whatever but I wow. mean come on stupid people in the news again it's it's uh, never ending it's never ending yeah it's never ending yeah it's the beauty of the internet it is We've talked about this a lot you know? internet yeah. uh, exposes everything so um, now I'm getting a phone call from my wife that's great great rude she's hung over too I'm sure she is they were at a uh, 
Stillwater uh, murder mystery thing last night. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, Sarah and I did one of those. Well, a friend of ours or friends of ours had one. Yeah, it wasn't like a plant, like a going somewhere for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are pretty cool. I've always wanted to do something where you actually go to. It sounds pretty cool. Oh, uh, so she went to that place last night. She texted me at, what was it, like 7 o'clock last night? You're actually going to tell us this? No, yeah. no, no. I'm oh. not telling you this. Oh, okay. <laughs> she texted me at 7 o'clock. She's like, I am not into this at all. Oh. And I said, why not? None of her friends listen to this, right? Well, and I said, well, why not, you know? Uh, why wouldn't you be into this at all? And she's like, well, because just not into it, you know? It was so, Wild West, right? Yeah, it was Wild West, something like that. So. Yeah. Um, you got anything else you guys want to talk about? This is a really short second half. Well, yeah. It's I mean, like the second, third. We're in the off season. Yeah. So, again, uh, uh, I want to thank Inbound, again, for everything here. Um, again, uh, Caitlin and Emily. Caitlin for coming on, Emily for setting this whole thing up. Uh, I want to thank John Andrewski for showing up for the first time in almost a year. Almost. Yeah. Uh, he's and, not uh, invited anymore after this. Yeah, no, he's apparently. Like, we were up in uh, Spring Lake Park, Park the last time John was on. It was Spring Lake Park at that Irish Brewery Gorge or Horror. English. Oh, right. Was it Irish? It was mainly English. Yeah, I think it's Celtic. How many countries are in this country, do you All right, it's the same. Four. Tell them that. Um... I guess you guys have nothing else to talk about. Uh, I don't think so. No, I guess not. I know. Um, so, let me see here. I got one more thing to say before we go. And it is, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. And to the Lunacy Podcast, of course. Yeah, the Lunacy Podcast. Supplier. Uh, for myself... Tony, for Dave and David, and for special guest John Andrewski. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. See ya. See ya.
En JCPenney sabemos que nos extrañas y nosotros te extrañamos aún más. ¿Pero qué pasa si te decimos que tenemos una tienda abierta todo el día, todos los días? ¡La tenemos! En jcp.com o en el app de JCPenney. ¿Quieres un traje de baño? ¡Lo tenemos! ¿Algo para estrenar este verano? ¡También! ¿Marcas exclusivas y tus marcas nacionales favoritas? ¡También! Visita nuestra página para los más recientes cupones y aprovecha envío estándar gratis en compras de $49 dólares o más. JCPenney. Aplican exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.